We're learning the second sicha in Chelik Tezvav of Parshas Teldis on page 200. The shir today is being learned, Lewinishmas Rabbi Yosef bin Yamin ben Rabbi Menashe Koltman. The sicha here is a lengthy sicha al pinigle, explaining what it says in this week's parsha that Hashem tells Yitzchak not to leave Eretz Yisrael, even in a time of hunger. And Alpinigle, the Rebbe will explain the Sinyan, according to Rashi, according to the Medrash. This Sikha is unique in the sense that much of the Sikha, if not 50% of it, is in the footnotes. I encourage you to learn the Sikha fully, if you can, with all the footnotes here, or at least uh, there's many of them that uh, can really give you the picture of what the Chedushim of this uh, Sikha are. I'll be teaching the Sikha itself. And uh, we'll be referencing the uh, footnotes as much as possible to clarify the pshat uh, of the sicha. So it says in this week's parasha, the Ebesh comes to Yitzchak and tells him, do not go down to the land Mitzrayim. Remain here in this land, live in this land. So the Medrash explains this, you should live in this land. You, Yitzchak, are an oila tmima, carbon oila. Ma oila, just like with a carbon oila. Being that an oila is kachekachim, if it leaves the curtains of the azara, it becomes possible. Afat, so to you, Yitzchak, im yatzas chutz le'aretz. If you go out of Eretz Yisrael, nifselas, nifsalta, you become possible. This is what the Medrash says about why Yitzchak has to stay in Eretz Yisrael. Rashi, bepirusha yevdiverta, altered mitzrayma. Rashi brings the words altered mitzrayma. It's mefarish, and Rashi explains, shaho yadaitoi l'redes l'mitzrayim. Because Yitzchak had a plan to go down to Mitzrayim, like his father that went to Mitzrayim in the days of hunger. And Abishta tells him, Do not go down to Mitzrayim. Because you're a carbon oil. And to go into Chutzlaret is not a place that's befitting for you. So here we have Rashi that seems to be saying something similar to the Madrash. And that's what the Ra'am actually says. The Ra'am learned in Pirish Rashi. The Ra'am explains what Rashi is saying. Since, like the Medrash says, Yitzchak is an Eilat Mima. Vos is Kedish Kedoshim. And therefore, he has an status on the level of Kedish Kedoshim. For Yitzchak, the entire Eretz Yisrael is like the area of Kedish Kedoshim, what the, what the Azara is for the Kedish Kedoshim. So going out of Eretz Yisrael is like leaving the Azara. Kedush Kedoshim is not allowed to be taken out of the Azara. If it was taken out, it becomes possible and forbidden forever to eat from it. That's what the Ra'am says is Rashi's intention here with explaining that Yitzchak is an Eilat Mima and he shouldn't leave Eretz Yisrael. So like in Pirish Ra'am Kuntais, According to this pshat of the Ra'am, so how do we understand this Rashi? As Rashi is oisin tzum mefarish, zayinifin zelb noifin vidi medrash anal. The pshat of Rashi is the same as the medrash. That being an oil atmimo, he can't leave Eretz Yisrael, which has the status of the Azara, where the oil atmimo, where the kachik kadashim belongs. Kadaike shapir, however, if you pay closer attention to the way Rashi presents this Indian, zet number we see, as tzvishin pirish Rashi and pirish medrash, 
if you compare the words of Rashi and the Medrash, then in Da'a Zalach Shinuyim, there are certain differences. Which expresses a difference in their approach, in the way Rashi is explaining this Pasik and the way the Medrash is. Aleph, the first difference is. Leute Medrish is Yitzchak, Sitzie, and Chutzlaretz, verbunden mit Absol. According to the Medrish, Yitzchak leaving into Chutzlaretz is because he's going to become Puzzle. As the Medrish says, Im Yatzes Chutzlaretz, Nifsalta. If you're going to leave to Chutzlaretz, you're going to become Puzzle. Punkt, wie ein Euler, was ist Yitzchak Chutzlaklein? Just like the Halacha is with a carbon Euler that goes out of the curtains of the Azara. Aber Rashi bepiroshai is madgish nor as ein chutzlaretz kadailocha. Rashi does not say anything about becoming puzzle. All Rashi says is that it's not befitting for Yitzchak to be in a place like chutzlaretz. So that's one clear difference here. Beis another difference is in Madrish is the drasha of diverter gur ba'aretz azais. The Madrish brings the words from the pasuk that the Eibush tells Yitzchak you should live in this land. On Rashi, On the other hand, Rashi brings the words, do not go down to Mitzrayim. Different parts of the Pasik. So now the Rebbe concludes, So looking at these two differences between Rashi and the Medrish, which are connected one with another, is move on as a zachiluk It's understood that there's a difference in the content of what the Medrish says and what Rashi says. Leut Medrish is by Yitzchokin der Issi Yitzchiel Chutzlaretz atoitzof from them was a davzain in Eretz Yisrael. Go about According to the Medrish, the reason why Yitzchok may not leave Eretz Yisrael is because the right place for him to be is in Eretz Yisrael. It's the positive. This is his place. Mitzad Amaylu from Eretz Yisrael because of the advantage that there is for him to be in Eretz Yisrael. While Eretz Yisrael legabe Yitzchok. Is for Yitzchak being in Eretz Yisrael is like for a carbon oil being inside the Azara. And Bemele is in Yatzes Chutz Laaretz Nifsalta. If you're going to leave this place where you belong, you become possible. By Eretz Yisrael from Eretz Yisrael, you left Eretz Yisrael. So that's the main focus according to the Medrash. Eretz Yisrael is the place which is holy, and that's where Yitzchak belongs as a carbon. Mashe'en came later Rashi, on the other hand, according to Rashi, is the Shlila Sayyitziyah from Yitzchakin. So this, that Yitzchak may not leave Eretz Yisrael, It's not connected to this, that there's a specialty about Eretz Yisrael, and this is the place of Yitzchak. It's on the other hand, it's the disadvantage that there is for Yitzchak living in Chutzlaretz. And Chutzlaretz is not a place that's befitting for you. And therefore, this is not connected to the positive, to the advantage that there is in Eretz Yisrael. The main focus that Rashi is uh, bringing from the Pasik is the words that you should not go down to Mitzrayim because there, that's not a place befitting for you. So we see that the two points that the Rebbe showed, the difference between Rashi and the Medrash, are connected one to another. The Medrash brings the words, and explains what's special about the Eretz Yisrael, that this is Yitzchak's place, like a carbon oila that belongs inside the Azara. Rashi brings the words, focusing on the negative of Chutzlaretz, and therefore Rashi says, do not go down to Mitzrayim, because it's not befitting for you. So it's a different Piddish, it's, it's not the same. 
and not based on this, we could explain what's really the reason for this difference. Why are Rashi and Medrash saying differently regarding whether the issue here is the standard and the advantage of the place of Eretz Yisrael is for Yitzchak, or the problem is the disadvantage and the, the fact that Chutz Laaretz is not befitting for Yitzchak? According to the Medrash, this is all connected to the holiness that there is in the land. Eretz Yisrael is Mekudeshes Mikola Aratzis. Eretz Yisrael is a place that has more holiness than all other lands. On the Yitzhak from Yitzchak is geglichen to the Yitzhak from Anoyla Lachutz Mekudeshes Azar. Yitzchak leaving Eretz Yisrael is compared to a carbon oil leaving the place of the holiness of the Azara. In the words of the Madrash, Ma oilam yotas chutz l'klami nefseles, afatim yotas chutz l'aretz nefsalta. As we quoted before. So the point is, the Kedusha that the place of Eretz Yisrael has. Mashenk and the Pirish Rashi, on the other hand, according to Rashi, Vosiz al derech hapshat, Rashi explains the Psukim according to the literal meaning, we don't find in Pshutish Mikra that at this time period, when Eretz Kanan was still occupying the land, that the land actually had Kedusha in it. At this point, there was no Kedusha in the land yet. And the Rebbe in the other points to different places where the Torah speaks about Eretz Yisrael, and we never find that it should talk about it in the sense of Kedusha. And later on in the Sikh and the Ha'aris, the Rebbe will bring more in other places where it may seem that there's the union of Kedusha, but not this level of Kedusha that we're speaking about in the time of the Ovis. You didn't have this Kedusha in Eretz Yisrael. The Rebbe Zokt Rashi. So therefore Rashi says, As I nitar is in Chutz La'aretz, that this that the Ebesh just says that Yitzchak shouldn't leave and go to Chutz La'aretz, is Ikra, is primarily nitat sivi go baritz hazais. The point is not that there's an advantage of being here, the Kedusha, the holiness of the land. The point is that there's the disadvantage of being a Chutz Laaretz. Living a Chutz Laaretz is not befitting for you. So that's very simple. According to the Medrash, the Kedusha in the land was already here at this time. According to Rashi, not. The Kedusha comes later when the Yidin conquered Eretz Yisrael and then they became Chayiv and Mitzvahs. That's when the Kedusha comes into the land. In Emes and Aber, however, the truth is, Kemer this explanation of this machlaikis here between Rashi and the Medrash, that they're arguing about the Kedusha. At what point the Kedusha of the land starts, if at the time of the Ovis, or only much later when the Eden conquered the land, this is not a correct pshat. And the Rebbe will now prove that everybody agrees that in the time of the Ovis, there was no Kedusha yet in effect in Eretz Yisrael. Let's begin with the following question. This subject here. As Yitzchak, that Yitzchak should not be leaving Eretz Yisrael. This is brought up already earlier in last week's parasha. When Avram sends Eliezer to Chutz Laaretz, go back to my land, and bring a wife for my son Yitzchak. When Eliezer asks Avram, maybe the wife will not want to come here. Should I bring your son to live there with her in Chutz Laaretz? You should be careful. No, do not bring my son there into Chutz Laaretz. And there, you find it, I'm going to find out that it's to leave them, but Yitzchak is given, and I let me know. 
We don't find over there that the reason should be given that Yitzchak, being an Eilat can't leave Eretz Yisrael to go into Chutzlaret. This reason that the Medrash brings here in this week's parsha should have been brought earlier, but it's not brought there in any of the sources that explain this subject, why Yitzchak can't leave Eretz Yisrael. So why isn't it brought before? So seemingly, this would be answered as follows. We could explain We could explain this based on the halachas of leaving Eretz Yisrael. Their din is, the halacha is as follows. You're never allowed to leave from Eretz Yisrael into Chutz Laaretz. besides, if it's Lil Mittayret, to go learn. To go get married. And even then, it's only on the condition that you're returning to Eretz Yisrael. If you're leaving to live and to remain, to dwell in Chutz Laaretz, then it's forbidden even for this purpose of getting married or learning Taira. Ella and Cain, now here the, the one exception is Chazak Shamarov, if the hunger in Eretz Yisrael becomes so, so strong, that the price of wheat doubles. From one dinner it becomes two dinner. Then you're allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael. So a hunger is an exception. Oh, if so, we could apply this back to what we're speaking about over here, the difference of Parshish Chayisada where Yitzchak is going out to get married, would theoretically leave Eretz Yisrael to get married. And here, regarding the hunger, where Yitzchak would leave because there's a hunger. In the Riber, so therefore we could say as follows. In Parshish Chayisara, There, Eliezer's question was, Should I bring your son there? What did he mean? As Yitzchak, that he's going to bring Yitzchak to live in Chutzlar, it's a remainder. Not going to come back to Israel. What's if, if she doesn't want to come back? So there we understand. Why this is completely out of the question? Be careful, don't bring my son there. And there's no additional explanation required why this is so, because this is the halacha. To leave Chutzlaret, to marry a wife, to live there forever is not allowed. On the other hand, here in this week's parsha, here we're speaking about a situation of a hunger. So then, as we just saw, the Rambam says, there's no iser to leave Eretz Yisrael, even if you're going to settle in Chutzlaretz permanently. We see that Avram Avinu left Eretz Yisrael at the time of the hunger. So here the Ebesh had to come and clarify to Yitzchak that was about to leave, do not go down to Mitzrayim, live in this land. As Yitzchak is not allowed to leave because of a special reason that applies only to him. The fact that Yitzchak is an Eilat and which disadvantage is something that's only for him, even not by Avram. So this would explain the difference between last week's parsha by getting married and here when there's a hunger. A hunger is an exception. However, it's difficult to explain the difference in this way. Let's take a look now what the Rambam continues there. The Rambam that we're quoting about leaving Eretz Yisrael. The Rambam firtais in the Eibah de Montalacha. The Rambam there continues and concludes as follows. Even though in a time of hunger you're allowed to leave, but this is not the behavior for someone that's looking to do beyond the letter of the law. 
Share Machloin the Kilian, Shnei Gedele Adderhoyu, Machloin and Kilian were two great people in their generation. There was a big tzar in Eretz Yisrael, and they felt that they were forced to leave Eretz Yisrael. And because of this, their punishment was that they lost their life, because they left Eretz Yisrael. So we see that there's a lefnim adin, and that from these two doyle it was expected to be on the standard that they should not leave Eretz Yisrael. So now, so coming back to Yitzchak, it's oid mizalzag, and as the dinu for nisi yitzia lechutzlade zenin given shayech oich by the others. If we're going to say that these halachas of leaving Eretz Yisrael was already in effect, then it's possible to keep them even in the time of the others, as far as the conditions of what the land is. So it's it's something that's possible to fulfill. Then al kolpanim itzadem was kimu ha'aves kol atayda kol atshle nitna. Of course, not that there was already a command at that point, but they would be fulfilling it just like the others fulfilled all of the mitzvahs of the Torah before it was given. The example of matzah which is brought, or even all the other things that Chachamim instituted, the others kept. If so, the others would certainly be careful in not leaving out its Israel. Even in a situation of hunger, they definitely would not have left Eretz Yisrael since it's a midas chsidis to stay in Eretz Yisrael. As you see here, it's connected to such a kind of a punishment that they lost their life. So how can we explain and say that here, in this week's parsha, when it's a hunger, or by Avram Avinu, when it was a hunger, they were able to leave Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, we have to have a special reason that the Ebesh has to clarify to Yitzchak that he can't leave. But that can't be. It's a midas chsidis not to leave. And this is a pretty serious midas chsidis as we see the consequence here. So, how is it that you need a special reason here? L'chayre, it should be obvious that Yitzchak is not allowed to leave if he wants to go get married. And he can't leave here either when it comes to a hunger. V'oid ve'ikir, another point is. Chazal tell us that Avram Avinu came to Eretz Yisrael and then there was the Brisbane Absarim and then he left back to Choron and then he came back to Eretz Yisrael again even though it doesn't say this Befeidish in the Psukim but it's learned out from, the, from different things that you see in the order and the life of Avram Avinu that he left and came back again. So even after he was in Eretz Yisrael he left. And that was not in a time of a hunger. So if so, we see that for some reason, the Ovis did not keep to this halacha that they're not allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael. Why not? If the Ovis kept all of Teireh. So the conclusion here is, this leads us to the following. As bezmana Ovis, in the time of the Ovis, this whole Isr of leaving Eretz Yisrael to Chutz Laretz was something that was irrelevant, it was impossible to keep. Not because it was before the command, but because it was impossible to keep. And the Rebbe explains, This is not something that the others would be careful with. Although they fulfilled everything before it was given, so you can argue regarding all the mitzvahs that it wasn't yet given and it wasn't yet commanded. But this is different. Because here, regarding the land, the whole status of the land having Kedusha to it, at least regarding this Isra of leaving Eretz Yisrael, which is a result of the Kedusha that the land has. That's why you're supposed to remain in Eretz Yisrael, where there's more Kedusha, as the Rebbe brings in Ha'ara 25 and Arichas about this. 
hat noch damit nicht gehalten. This Kedusha did not take effect yet. So if there is no Kedusha, so it's impossible to keep this mitzvah before it's given because the facts are just not there. It doesn't have that Kedusha. So that's why Avram left without a question and Yitzchak should be able to leave without a question either. This whole Isra doesn't apply because there is no Kedusha at all. That's what we must say. This is also understood from what it says in the Mechilte that actually until Eretz Yisrael was chosen all of the other lands were fit for the Ebesher to speak to Meish Rabbeinu and only when Eretz Yisrael was chosen then that's when all the lands go out of this category and now the Ebesher could speak only in Eretz Yisrael and this is only after the Eden actually came and conquered Eretz Yisrael but until then, Eretz Yisrael did not have that Kedusha. They should communicate it with Moshe Rabbeinu, even outside Eretz Yisrael. Now, if so, that we see that Eretz Yisrael has no Kedusha to it at this point. So the question now becomes, why, when it comes to Yitzchak getting married, can't he leave Eretz Yisrael? According to this, why is it that Avram Avinu tells Eliezer, be careful, don't bring my son there to Chutzlaretz? It's move on, so it's understood. We can understand this from what Avram himself says in the words of the Pesukim afterwards. And this has nothing to do with the Kedush of Eretz Yisrael, it's a different point. What does it say there? Avram tells Eliezer, this is the land that Hashem promised that He's going to give it to my descendants. So therefore, what is he saying? Vibalt, this is the land, was the Rebbe Abgeben zu Yitzchak, this is the land that Hashem is giving to Yitzchak, hat net keinart, as Yitzchak soll zeliblise Isha, aweggehen von ihr, und sich besetzen in Chutzlaret. So it makes no sense for Yitzchak to leave this promised land to get married and go and settle somewhere else. This is his land, this is the land that Rebbe promised for him. Regardless of the fact that now there's no Kedusha here yet, but this is the promised land, so therefore why should he leave this land? So that we understand, and that's why over there in, in, in the Parshas Chayisara, there's no additional explanation needed for why Avram says that Yitzchak shouldn't leave. However, when it comes to this week's Parsha, now that there's a hunger here, so there really is no other choice other than leaving Eretz Yisrael. Is mistave be pashtos? So here it's logical as does dafnet zayin can uphold. So the fact that this is the promised land should not stop or prevent Yitzchak from leaving from to gain sight to go temporarily in our north, which is domazen bizerav anitzach to go to a place where he can have food until the hunger is over and then he'll return to Eretz Yisrael. Lulei dem tam as Yitzchak is an oylet If not for the special reason that Eibush just says that Yitzchak is an oylet and therefore he has to remain in Eretz Yisrael and he can't leave, even temporarily. So that would be understood. Now, however, what did we conclude from all of this? That there is no Kedusha in Eretz Yisrael at this point. Elamai, when it comes to Yitzchak leaving, when he's getting married, there there's a reason that makes sense, that if this is the promised land, it, it, it makes no sense for Yitzchak to leave. When it comes to this week's parsha, there's a hunger, so why shouldn't Yitzchak leave temporarily? So the Eibishter has to tell him, no, you're an exception, you can't leave. But the problem, however, is now, don't forget, there's no Kedusha in Eretz Yisrael yet. If now the question becomes, If Eretz Yisrael at this point does not have any unique status in its level of holiness, 
is vas tutoyv derenim vas Yitzchak is an oil tmima. So what does this accomplish when we say that Yitzchak being an oil tmima, so he can't leave Eretz Yisrael? Eretz Yisrael is the same like any other place. Or befrat lefiat goshes amedrish, especially the way the medrish compares and emphasizes as ma oil vuchulo. Afat Yatzis, that Yitzchak is compared to an Oila, which is Kaidish Kedoshim, and can't leave Dazara, so too Yitzchak can't leave Eretz Yisrael. But there is no Kedusha yet in Eretz Yisrael. So how are we comparing Eretz Yisrael to the Kedusha of the Azara? So that's a question that has to be explained there. Okay, so the point though is, going back to the beginning of this ice, the Rebbe began saying that we can't say that the Machlaikis of Rashi and the Medrish is whether Eretz Yisrael at this point has Kedusha or not. And according to the Medrash, it does. The Rebbe proved it over here that we see that Avram left Eretz Yisrael, and we see that uh, Yitzchok was ready to leave Eretz Yisrael, even though it's Midas Chassidus not to leave. So we must say that this Issa of leaving Eretz Yisrael does not apply at this point, because Al Pi the, the land didn't have Kedusha yet. So that's not the basis of what the Medrash says. But if so, as the Rebbe concludes here, the question becomes so then, even being as an Oila to Mima, why should that be a reason why he can't leave Eretz Yisrael if it has no Kedusha different than any other land? So to explain this, let's say as follows. Now, with the following introduction. There's another uh, difference here. That we see between the language that Rashi uses and what it says in the Medrash. And another passage. In Pasik, by Brisbane Absarim, so earlier by the Brisbane Absarim. So the Pasik there says, by Yoimahu, Koras, Hashemes, Avram, Bris, Lema. The Abisha makes a Bris with Avram, Lizaracha, Nosati, Esaoret, Sazais. For your descendants, I have given this land. So the Pasik uses the term Nosati, I have given it. Shaitan Nedrish, the Medrish says, Mamari Shalak Kadish Baruchu, Maisa. The words of Hashem are like done. Shanemo Lizaracha, Nosati. Hashem promises He's giving it, and the Pasuk says it's given. Kana doesn't say, I will give. I've given it. That's the Medrash. Rashi on the same words, Rashi interprets it as, The words of Hashem are as powerful as if it's done. So Rashi is adding a kilu. Rashi is qualifying this. It's not exactly done, but it's as powerful as if it's done. So we see here there's a difference to what extent the words of Hashem when He promises the land for Avram Avinu did it take effect at that time. And according to this, it comes out as follows. As ladas medrish, according to the medrish, is by Brisbane absorim shen given the maisan esine durachamiras hakadosh baruch At that time of Brisbane absorim, the action of the land actually being given was done through the Eibushter's words to Avram Avinu. On says dan nikne gevaren to Avram olizari achrav ganzer Yisrael, and the land was already acquired by Avram Avinu and his descendants later, the entire land. This goes along with what Yerushalmi says, as Lazarach Anasati, when the Abish says, I, I've given it to your descendants, is Nitaftoche. It's not a promise. No Kvarnasati. I've already given it. As Balang to the Yidin, Eretz Israel belongs to the Yidin. They already acquired it even before they entered. And as Ayach Midem was the Gemara Zakla Aloche, as Eretz Yisrael Mochzekesi, Eretz Yisrael is already in their possession. Yerushihi Lochem Meyavisechem, that Eretz Yisrael is already in the Yidden's possession from the time of their forefathers. So it's already done. There's a Kenyan. The Amira of the Abish there affects an actual Kenyan that the Yidden acquired the land. 
The words of the Eibishter are not powerful enough that they affect the actual giving, that it was given to the Eden already. As Eretz Yisrael is often demoed on belonging to Eden, that they already own it. It says, That the words of the Eibishter are so powerful as if it's done. It's enough of an explanation of why the Torah uses the expression of nasati, which means it was given, even though it's only ki'ilu, because it's coming to tell you this point, that the Eibishter's speaking is as powerful as if it was given. But, but it's, not, it's not actually theirs yet, though. That's what we see here, the difference between Rashi and the Medrash regarding this term of nasati. So now, we have to understand, based on what we learned before regarding the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, that we said before, there's no Kedusha in Eretz Yisrael, according to everybody, as we see that Avram had no issue leaving Eretz Yisrael. If we're saying that according to the Medrash and according to Allah, as you see in Yerushalmi and in the Bavli, the words of the Ebesh has an effect in the land itself. It was already acquired by Avram and his, and his descendants. So if that's true regarding the Kenyan, regarding acquiring the land, the ownership of the land, so then if it's owned now by the Eden, so it's done, so what else is lacking? So why shouldn't the Kedusha automatically take effect along with that? Doesn't, isn't the Kedusha coming as an automatic result of the Abishra's promise being done and, and the ownership of the Eden? The Yisairim Izu, even more so, that really, from when the Abishra created the world, is Bachar, Beret Yisrael. Already from then, the Abishra chose the land of Beret Yisrael to be Eden. So there's room to say, as fundamental, that from this time, when they acquired the land, when they assumed ownership of the land, they, the land should have holiness in it. And therefore, all those things that the holiness of the land obligates you should all be in effect already. Okay, that ever adds, there are though those mitzvahs that are Tuluyas Ba'aretz and Ha'aretz 42. When it comes to certain mitzvahs so over there, you have to actually conquer it and uh, possess the land. So that uh, has to, you have to physically enter into the land. But other than those mitzvahs that are connected to specifically conquering and possessing the land, the Kedusha Sa'aretz should be fully in effect once they assume ownership. And this should also automatically result in this Isra of leaving the land. Even if you're not on the level of Yitzchak being an Eilat So why did that not yet take effect yet? As we saw before, that according to everybody, in the time of the Ovis, it didn't. So this could be explained as follows. It was already explained many, many times. Many times the Rebbe explains this, the difference between the mitzvahs that the Ovis fulfilled before Matan Teireh and the mitzvahs that Yidin fulfill after Matan Teireh. Since they were not yet commanded from the Yevishter to fulfill them. The 
the mitzvahs that they fulfilled at that point did not have the ability to change the very nature of the object that Hashem created that they are fulfilling the mitzvah with. To actually change the very object itself that they're doing the mitzvah with, that it should become an object of a mitzvah. They didn't have that power yet. Their accomplishment of fulfilling the mitzvahs was what they did for themselves, that they fulfilled these mitzvahs, they connected to Hashem through fulfilling these mitzvahs. So it was the gavra, it was the person that's doing the mitzvah, but the actual effect on the object transformed and turned it into a holy object, or even just to an object of a mitzvah, that wasn't yet possible. However, after now you have, you're empowered with the Elisha's command to fulfill the mitzvah. So at this point, when Yidin fulfill a mitzvah, so, or actually even before they fulfill the mitzvah, as the Rebbe will soon explain, this creates a change, a transformation in the very object itself. As the cheftze vert, a cheftze u mitzvah u kedusha the, the object itself becomes a mitzvah, there's holiness in it itself. But the Tandorof is, and the reason for this change of status, and this, this new power that was given in Matan is understood via Shtetan Medrash, as it says in the Medrash, as far Matan is given Akzeire, before Matan there was a decree, that the ones above cannot descend below, and what's below cannot ascend above. There's a disconnect between Ruchnius and Gashmius. And then annuls this decree. And now you could join together the Ruchnius, the Elyon, and the Tachten, and the entity of the object here below can be fused together and you could bring holiness into the physical object here below. This was what was accomplished at the time of Matan So this haste, what this means is here is as follows. The very fact that Hashem commands to do these mitzvahs pertaining to certain objects in the world, that itself accomplished their gather from to the mitzvah. The very status of this object being an object fit for a mitzvah, or va'aveda, or, or it could be in the opposite, an object which is forbidden to use because it becomes an object that's forbidden, it's an aveda. In the in the things that exist in the world, affiliated mentions mitzvah. Even before the person actually takes this object and designates it or uses it for a mitzvah. The very fact that Hashem commands this itself changes the status of this object that it's fit for a mitzvah. That this now becomes something that you're able, it's mukshir, it's, it's prepared, it's, it's something that could be used to do with it a mitzvah and through it you fulfill a mitzvah. That was the accomplishment at the time of Matan And during them, was the Adam is Mekayim, the mitzvah b'maise. And then, once the person actually goes ahead and does the action and fulfills the mitzvah with this object, so that establishes it more uh, permanently, this holiness that was there potentially in this object, in this physical object. So the, the Kedusha, the Elyonim, the power from above, the Eibishter, comes down into this object here below, into Tachtainim. It becomes an object of a mitzvah and an object of holiness. Not just being mokshir, but it actually 
becomes fully transformed into being an object of holiness. This was the Chiddush of what was accomplished only starting from Matan So So now we can take this point and apply it here to the land of Eretz Yisrael itself. So The same is true regarding the land. The acquisition, the ownership, that was already accomplished before Matan Teireh, through the Abish speaking, it acquires, it causes this, the, to, to, for the Eden to acquire ownership. However, what you would think, the, the natural result of the Kedusha should follow, but it didn't. This, a Kedusha to take effect, even just the Kedusha of the land, not connected to the obligation of mitzvahs that follows to fulfill them in the land. It could not be established permanently in the land at that point. And here in Order 46, the Rebbe points out that we do find in Parshish Vayetzeh that there was some level of holiness in the land. As it says there, and so on. However, it's not an established permanent holiness that there is in the land at that point yet. But then, after Matan even before the Yidin conquered the land, is an Irnis Chadish Gavarim der Geder Now, because the Ebishter commands the mitzvahs of the land, at this point, there's the potential, the land becomes a place that it's mukshir, it's, it's able, it's possible to bring Kedusha into this place. Because now they have the command to go conquer the land and fulfill the mitzvahs there. And then when they finally conquered Eretz Yisrael, that actually established the holiness in the land permanently. So therefore only then is the Kedusha in Eretz Yisrael. So now we understand, we see over here that these two concepts, the acquisition, the ownership of the land, and the Kedusha of the land, don't necessarily go hand in hand. The, the Kedusha is delayed much later, after, only after the Eibishter speaks of Matan to the Eden and commands them to conquer the land. Whereas the ownership is already much earlier, once the Eibishter promises the land, the words of the Eibishter is a full gift that it belongs to Eden fully, from that point and onward. So just like this is, according to the Medrish, regarding the Kedusha, that the Kedusha does not begin at all before Matan Teireh. So in Rashi's opinion, to some extent, this is also true when it comes to the ownership of the land. That even the ownership is also not, only then, does not happen then when the Eibishter promises the land. As you remember before, Ashi is the one that said that the words of the Eibishter is only ki'ilu hiyasuya. It's only as if it's done. But even the ownership, according to Rashi, is not done. It's not a gift that's, that becomes, that they acquired at that point. And the Rebbe explains why not. And here, there's something unique about the nature of the Eden's ownership of Eretz Yisrael, which is different than the concept of ownership that we usually find regarding any object or regarding any piece of land. The concept and the, the, the defining of Hashem giving the land to the Eden 
is nit wie es wird gegeben a Sach von Astam Neusen zu Astam Kabul. This is not just like a gift of an object or a piece of territory that a giver gives to a receiver and he receives this and it becomes his. It's not the way, it's not like it usually is. And the Rebbe explains what usually happens. Was the Nesine, usually when you give something, is not a shinui de shos, was beitnet dem hus von de davanitten. It's just a matter of changing the ownership of it, but it doesn't actually change the, the nature of the very object or the very territory that is being given here. Und der Rebbe kennt die Beilus von der Sache, Bottle und Nifke werden durch Hakinien oder Kibbush, Vachayetzebes, and therefore in every sale, and, and every and any gift or so on. So this is something that, that you can you can annul this by simply selling it back or selling it to someone else or someone else conquers this territory and so on. It's not something that is eternal. And just like it came into your possession, it could also go out of your possession and it could be go over to someone else. But what happens with Eretz Yisrael? Eretz Yisrael, once the Ebishter gifts it to the Eden, now it remains Yidens eternally, regardless of if the Yidens are expelled from Eretz Yisrael and another nation tries to conquer the land, it never changes. That means that the nature of the very land changed. The Ebishter gives away, away the very land becomes a Yiddish land. This, this land is identified with the Yidens being that you, it's inseparable. Removing any possible connection to any other nation to assume ownership here. This is a change in the very nature of the land itself. This is given to the Eden to the extent that it's not just like an owner that owns an object or a piece of territory. The very object itself becomes a Jewish land, the Jewish homeland that belongs to the Eden. Eretz Yisrael does not just mean that this is a land owned by Eden, but the very land itself is a Jewish land. So this is a unique gift and a unique level of ownership that penetrates the very land itself. So now therefore, is von demult on, can sie nicht geheren, so now, the Rebbe explains that this is the reason why, as von demult on, is can sie nicht geheren, so now under folk, this is why the giving of the land to the Eden is eternal. From this point forward, it could never belong to a different nation. To change its ownership through selling it, or any other way, once it changed the very nature of the land itself, this is it. This is a Jewish homeland, it's something that can never be changed. This is the nature of the Kenyan of Eretz Yisrael to the Eden. So now we can understand according to Rashi, so therefore, similar to what we said regarding the level of holiness that there is in Eretz Yisrael. That this really could only happen after Matan Teira. Only then could the very land itself be affected by this holiness. So also this acquisition on this level to actually change the nature of the land itself, this actually changing the object could only happen after Matan Teira. When the Eden come and actually conquer the land of the seven nations. Only then does it actually happen that then the land is actually given to us. When the very nature, the very essence of the land is given and becomes inseparable with the Yidden. He and who brought, since they wish to created it. In other words, what this tells us is that the connection to the Yidden, to the land, is to the very essence, to the very 
creation of it, that its very existence becomes inseparable with the ownership of the Yidin. So because we see that the Kedusha can't take effect before Matan because before Matan we cannot reach and change the very object itself and the very land itself, that it should have this level of Kedusha in it, it's the same also according to Rashi regarding the level of ownership. That the ownership is only applied once the Eden actually come and conquer it and possess the land. But before then, just because of the promise, it does not change the very territory itself before Matan now, based on this, we can understand the difference between Rashi and the Medrash regarding Yitzchak leaving Eretz Yisrael here in the time of hunger. Now again, so to summarize, according to Rashi, Yitzchak can't leave because the Chutzlaret is not befitting place for him to be. According to the Medrash, Yitzchak can't leave because Eretz Yisrael is the right place for Yitzchak to be, like an Eulah Tamima that can't leave the Azara. And here, before the Rebbe explains this, the Rebbe gives an introduction with a tremendous Chiddush regarding the leaving of a carbon from the Azara. So our assumption before was that a carbon leaving the Azara, kachikachim, that can't leave the Azara, is based on what? Because of the level of holiness that the carbon has, and the level of holiness that the, kachik, that the Azara has, and therefore, the Kedusha, because of the Kedusha of the place, that's where it has to be and it may not leave. But here the Rebbe will tell us that that's not the case. Dos vasan it is not allowed to be taken outside of the walls of the Azara. And if it's taken out, it becomes possible. It's not because of the holiness that there is in this place and the holiness of the carbon here. It went out into a place <coughs> where there's a lower level of Kedusha and that's why it doesn't belong there. It's simply because this is the place, the location of where the carbon is intended to be. It was shechted there, it's in the base of Mikdash, and this is its place, and it may not leave this place. This is actually a more broader halacha, which doesn't apply only to kachikachim in the Azara. That applies to other scenarios when it comes to basa, when it comes to meat that leaves its designated area where it's supposed to be. On the contrary, if you look at the source from where this is brought from, that didn't let me up fun pasik. This is learned from the pasik where it says, basar basada trefa that if you have basar that's out in the field, it's treifa, you should not eat it. That's not speaking about basar from kachin. It's talking stam about any meat that's found outside. It's found outside in the field. And what do you learn from there? Meat that left its designated area where it's supposed to be, it becomes asr. This category of basar has its place that it's intended to be. It defines the established place where it's supposed to be. Regarding the kachik kachim, which is supposed to be eaten there, and that's its designated place, may not leave the walls of the azara. Kalim, when it comes to Kachim Kalim, that could be eaten in all of Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim. So there, its designated place is Yerushalayim, so it may not leave the place of Yerushalayim. 
Other, there's even another case. Basar ha-Pesach, the meat of the carbon Pesach, sheyatsa chutz l'chaburasai. There is a group of people that were designated to eat from this Pesach, and you're not allowed to take the meat out of that room, out of that place where the group is eating it. So that's not at all related to the halacha of kachim, rather regarding Dazara or regarding Yerushalayim. This is regarding the carbon Pesach, to leave it inside the group. Or there a fourth example, an ubar shahaisi yadai. If you have an animal and there's a fetus and it's stuck out a limb before the shechita, and then afterwards you shecht it, what's the halacha? That limb that, that was stuck out from the animal before the shechita, even if afterwards it stuck it back in and the shechita was done properly, but that limb that was stuck out once before becomes possible forever. Once it left its place where it was intended to be, it's a fetus in the body of the animal and it sort of left, the limb came out, so now it becomes also forever. So what do we see over here? That this halacha of not leaving or not taking out the meat from the azara is not a specific halacha connected to the kedusha of the azara, But it's because it's a specific designated place for this basar. And therefore it's applied in all of these examples. So now coming back to Eretz Yisrael, so according to the Medrash, when the Abish promises Eretz Yisrael to Avram Avinu, it's done. On Eretz Yisrael, it shall endemble from Zin, Brisbane, Absarim, belong to the Ovis. From that point forward, it already fully belongs to the Ovis. It's done. The Rebbe comes out, therefore it comes out, as the Rebbe was the Rebbe started, in Yitzchak in Geheisen, Zech Makrev Zayin, Al Tanoyle Tmimo. Once the Ebishter tells Yitzchak that he should become a carbon and oilet mimo, is bederech memeile Eretz Yisrael nikkegvaren alts mekaimai umichitzasei. So Eretz Yisrael, being this place that is already acquired and is already designated and belongs to Yidden, so now, like in the oila of the Azara, so it becomes the designated place for the oila and the Azara. Not inside the kedusha, but that this is the designated place for the oila. So too, this becomes the designated place for Yitzchak in Eretz Yisrael. Just like it is in the Azara, that this becomes the designated place for the carbon to remain in the Azara, not because of the Kedusha. In Ara 65, the Rebbe does bring from other Gemaris, other Drashas, where it's mashma that it is related to the Kedusha, and the Rebbe deals with it. There's a Narichis here in Ara 65, this is a very big Chiddush that the Rebbe is saying here. So therefore, for Yitzchak, according to the Medrash, being in Chutz is like leaving his territory, his designated place. Eretz Yisrael already has the full acquisition that Yidin own it. So this is the designated place for Yitzchak, that's an Eilat Rashi. However, according to Rashi, Kanal, as we said before, as in Cheftze from Eretz Yisrael, hat by Bris ben at that point, according to Rashi, because the concept of acquisition here is that it penetrates and changes the nature of the very land itself, and this, according to Rashi, does not happen before Matan so therefore, you can't say that Eretz Yisrael is a designated place for Yitzchak. And therefore, here Rashi says that the only reason Yitzchak can't leave Eretz Yisrael is because it's not befitting for him to go into Chutzlaretz. Rashi in Pashas So Rashi already said before in Pashas Chayisara, 
in the manful of Avram to Eliezer, when Avram explains Eliezer, do not bring my son outside into Chutzlaritz. So what does Rashi there say? That now the Abish is the God of heaven and earth. That people below are accustomed to speaking about Hashem. Then, when I was taken from my father's house, then the Abishra was the God in heaven and not on earth. Because then, people did not recognize the Abishter, and his name was not customary to be spoken about here in the world. As this was explained in the Sikha that we learned last week in Parshish Chayyazara. The myth of Avram Mazbukiv and so Eliezer, and with this Avram explains Eliezer as in Chutzla Aretz, Beis Avi is that Eibush to blow is a lekei Shemaim, near to lekei Aretz. There the Eibush is only the God in heaven, and not here on the earth below. Hayeis mahadart nit kena kare and the Eibush and Shmaya Kadosh is nit morgel befiabriyes. People don't recognize the Eibush to himself, and the Eibush's holy name is not accustomed to people to speak about. On the Rebbeir as bini leisashiv shama. So therefore, my son cannot go there to such a kind of environment. So that's also the point that Rashi is saying over here. <coughs> in Eretz Yisrael, which is not the case in Eretz Yisrael, is a nitnar shemayim in Eretz Yisrael. Not only is the Eved the God in heaven, he's recognized here in the land below. That the Eved it's customary for his people to speak about the Eved Aber leidach is as dart nar and an eifun fun hirgaltiv befriabrius. As we've learned, the Rebbe explained, it's not actually that Eibush is recognized; it's only that people in, with their mouth have become accustomed to speaking about Eibush. Nit kenshini amuhusin debriyis. It didn't fully change and transform the people in zeiran hages and meisim and their conduct and their actions. But the Rebbe lesigach yishul levnim ibnois aknani ashanoichi yeshu bekirboi, and therefore you shall not marry off my son to any of the daughters here in Eretz Yisrael. That's what Rashi already explained to us before. Is the form fashtandig? So from this we understand as beerech malosif in Yitzchok. That on the level that Yitzchak was on, was his given an oil tmima. He was on a much higher level being an oil tmima. Even though the importance of this territory is not as significant, Varum in Eretz Atzma is not given The Eretz Yisrael itself does not yet have this special maila like it is according to the Medrash that the acquisition took effect already. Even as far as the people there, their behavior and their conduct wasn't really changed. So therefore, the reason why Yitzhak may not leave Eretz Yisrael, it's not about the advantage of what the land does have. So the main point here in Eibesha tells him is that you should not go out. It's the negative, that there it's not a place befitting for you. There it's not a, it's not a place where the Eibesha is recognized in the world. And even Eibesha's name is not recognized in the land here below. And therefore, according to Rashi, the only reason why not to leave Eretz Yisrael is because of the, the chesaron, the, the disadvantage that there is in Chutzlaretz. So here, this is the conclusion of the Rebbe's beer. So we see that the explanation, the dif- difference between the Medrash and Rashi is not based on the concept of the Kedush of Eretz Yisrael. That's something that everybody agrees to, that there was no Kedush in Eretz Yisrael in the time of the Ovis, as the Rebbe proved. However, the argument is regarding the Kenyan of Eretz Yisrael. 
And it's based on this, this one word where Rashi says Kilu, and the Medrash says, no, it's not Kilu, it's a Maisa. The Medrash says that Yidin already own Eretz Yisrael, so therefore Eretz Yisrael is the designated place for Yitzchak, and that's why the Medrash says this is the place where the Oilat Mima has to be. And according to Rashi, it's only Kilu. And Eretz Yisrael is a place that does not have not only not the Kedusha, but not even the ownership of the Yidin yet, and even the people there have not really changed their behavior fully. And therefore, it's only the chesaren, it's the disadvantage of leaving Eretz Yisrael. We could explain the difference between the two opinions on a deeper level. The Medrash, which follows more a halacha approach, is given the bailus for Yidin of Eretz Yisrael, Oich Bezmana Ovis. Yidin had ownership even then in the time of the Ovis. So therefore, Yitzchak is not allowed to leave being an Eilat Mima. Like Pirish Rashi, is nit given came bailus bepoil. So yit, and according to Rashi, there was yet no actual ownership. This was only accomplished later through the Yidin entering into the land. On the head that is blois, It's only that at this point, going into Chutzlaretz is not befitting for you. So what's really the basis? of these two approaches, Medrish, Halacha, and Rashi, which is Pshutosh Mikra. Mitzad, Medrish. When you approach things from the perspective of Medrish, versus Hechefum Shat. Medrish looks at things from a much higher perspective than just literal. Koilol, Pashtus, just looking at things the way they are simply. Medrish approaches things, including also the spiritual aspect of it. But this spiritual aspect has an impact also on the physical in the world. So according to the Medrash's approach, it sees the deeper aspect of what the Abish's words accomplish. So it affects the land and it's actually done. And therefore this affects the ownership of the Yidin in Eretz Yisrael. That's the approach of Medrash that goes a step higher. However, according to Rashi, that explains according to Pshat, the simple Pshat of the Pasuk, So we approach things and we explain them according to the way it is here in this world, in the world of action, as we could see it here. How are things, what actually happened in the land? How things are here in this world? On the Reber is Oich in the Bailus von Eden, if Eretz Yisrael, is Oich the Bailus von Eden, if Eretz Yisrael, Gevaren Dafke, Durch Zeknisse, the Kibush Bemaisa. This could only take effect, effect that is, in the world of action, when there is an action, when the Eden actually entered into Eretz Yisrael and they actually conquered the land. Aber, Le Idoch, but on the other hand, Ver, Durch der Maisa, Bepeil von Eden, Ibegehandisht, der Mohosa Oretz, after the Eden actually enter in the land and conquer the land, they completely transform the very nature of the land itself. And this reveals the Eibishter's gift from Etzem Mohosa Aretz. The Eibishter is not just simply giving them a place that they own, but the very essence of the land becomes theirs. To such an extent, as this is Gevaran an Eretz Yisrael. This is a Yiddish land, the very land is a Jewish land, a holy land, and an oifen t'midi, in a constant way, it could, eternal, it can never be taken away from them, canal, as we explained before.